WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. We have patrons all around the world who take like money, their hard-earned money, and help us make this show, which we super duper appreciate because it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And Ethan works on this thing forever. He's not even here right now. And so we just really appreciate you making that possible for us. And we we love you and we think you're beautiful. If you want to become a patron, you're not one, uh, then then now I'm talking to you. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. We have a bunch of great reward tiers. Pick one that makes sense to you. And then you build monthly. And like, if you're like, mm-hmm man maybe it's not a good time well like on the second of each month you can like sign up and then it's kind of like a free trial because we don't bill until the first of each month so you know just try that see if it works out for you or if you're like you know what tyler i support you i want july to be a great month then go ahead and sign up now that i mean those are your options that's how it's done anyway as a reminder though these episodes this month are not about ethan and i we're dedicating these episodes to our lovely lgbtq IA plus creators of the world. And and I'm actually joined by one of them this week. I'm extremely excited. This week's episode is dedicated to, to editing his everything to that damn Danny, to whatever she's going by right now, because it's kind of up in the air because like she's so good at so many things that things are just taking off left and right. If you're not following her on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitter, like I mean, literally everywhere, then you're wasting your time and you need to go follow Danny. And she's my co-host this week. Ethan's not here. It's me and Danny. Let's get on with the show. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Danny Venom. And today we're staying inside. Or maybe we're making a new special. So post to your white woman Instagram. And all eyes on me. Because today we're bringing you inside. Inside, I guess it's called Bo Burnham colon Inside, but Bo Burnham colon Inside was directed by Bo Burnham, came out on May 30th, uh, 2021, which is 21 or 23 days ago. Uh, it had a $0 budget. I could not find anywhere on the internet that showed that this had any budget at all. I don't even know if he made money on it. I'm pretty sure he did. But everywhere was like, I just did it in his house, man. And he already owns the house. So it was that. That had no box office because it was released on Netflix. But the uh, on the day of its release, Netflix was trading at $499.08, uh, which is about $9 less than it is right now. Uh, that's a little uh, inside trading info for you. That's... Uh, this is a new thing for me. I'm trying out. They got a 97% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and quite possibly the most impressive score is Metacritic at a 98. Now, Metacritic usually falls down 15 to 17 points below the highest uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, and in this case, it is higher than both of them. So that's, I mean, that's just amazing to me. But more important than all of that, I'm joined by Danny Venon this week, who I learned today pronounces it Venon, not Venon. Danny Welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be back. Like it's it's great to hear your voice again. It's it's great to talk <laughs> to you. Great to see you. And I am beyond excited to talk about uh, Bo Burnham Inside. I have literally not stopped talking about this special ever since I saw it like four weeks ago. It's all I've been thinking about, and I can't wait to to, to just gush about it. 
Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about it too. There's one last little bit of housekeeping before we get into our reviews and then our like gush. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you scroll down on the script, there's a positive review and a negative review. Ethan usually reads the negative review, but that's kind of sad. So I'm going to read it and you're going to read the positive review. Okay, cool. We have a negative review here from uh, Sunny Bunch from The Bulwark. I like this negative review because there's nothing to it whatsoever. It says, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, always you wrestle inside Bo Burnham. Always you will. I don't know what that means. It sounds like Yoda like, wrote it. <laughs> yeah, and I got Yoda on my shirt today. But it feels like super like poetic and in a way that I can't interpret. So. It's- it sounds like they were hurt by it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had it, much internal turmoil. Uh, do you have a positive review for us? Yes, there is a positive review by Linda Holmes from NPR. There's something profound and unnerving about this piece that speaks to the to the careening and difficult thoughts that I think haunted a particular kind of person for well over a year. And I completely agree. Like I like. I can. I'm so excited to uh, to to give our reviews about it. But like, but this. Uh, th- this just speaks perfectly with it. I, I couldn't agree more, but I don't want to, I don't want to hold you back anymore. I know this is, you texted me when I was at a hotel in, in Nashville, Tennessee and said, let's talk about Inside by Bo Burnham. And I told Ethan, I said, you have to take a week off so that I can talk to Danny about it because I need to know her thoughts. So I'm unhinging you. Tell me how you feel about Inside by Bo Burnham. Okay. So first of all, I want to give a little disclaimer to the, the audience listening. Um, before you finish this podcast, go and watch Bo Burnham. Go, go watch Bo Burnham's Inside. Go in completely blind. That's how I went in. That is literally the best way to watch it. Um, you will have an incredible experience. Like, just just, just go watch it. Pause it, watch it, come back, listen to us. Okay. <laughs> yes. There are From a few content on- warnings. It does tackle, like, suicide. Uh, so just, like, if that's a big thing for you... I still think watch it, but I'm not your therapist. So maybe talk to them first. Right. Uh, and you can always you can always watch it in in parts. There is an intermission. So <laughs> There is an intermission. Uh oh my god, it's so now were you a Bo Burnham fan before this? You must have been. You're on YouTube. I was. Um uh, I, I I still am, obviously. Um right, I've right. I've been a fan of him uh I think a, even a little bit before what came out in twenty thirteen. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so so quite a while. Um, oh no, I, you're uh, late to the game. I watched Bo Burnham <laughs> on YouTube, like like the first like I'm Boyo, like the <laughs> early early stuff. <laughs> oh wait, wait, I, uh, actually, um, no, I because I because I was a fan of him on Vine back in 2013 first, and then I watched his uh, his what on on Netflix because um, I know. Uh, one of my good friends, one of my good friends uh, from high school, was was a huge. It still is a huge fan of him. I think he introduced me to him, uh, and uh, I I love him on Vine. I loved him on Vine. He's so funny. Like some of the most iconic vines oh are from gosh, yes. from Bo Burnham. Uh, uh, I will say. Because I I, uh, I did watch um, uh, all three of his specials that are online. Uh, the f- his first one from 2011 is on Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah, it's on Paramount. Um, I watched all three, and a lot of his comedy did not age well. But 
Uh, I mean, he it addresses that here, and, though. Yeah, yeah, he definitely addresses it in in insight, which I think is is a great is a great move. Like it's uh, it just shows that that he's grown, that that he that he he understands that yeah, it it was a different time, but still like that that kind of comedy, those comments like are really not acceptable, and he definitely acknowledged that. Um, I like I like how he explains it, and I like how you're explaining it. Like yeah, it was a different mm-hmm. time, but it was a different time because because of comedians like you, like because we were a allowing it mm-hmm. and not speaking up for the people that were offended by these jokes. Uh, like, y- like you are the culture that made it a different time. You know, I think that's, that's powerful. Right. And, and culture, uh, culture evolves like throughout the years, like with generations, I mean, uh, and now, now with this generation, uh, with, uh, zoomer millennials and zoomers, uh, like I wouldn't say that we're a more sensitive, uh, quote unquote sensitive, uh, uh, generation, but we are a lot more like, uh, forward thinking a lot more, um, quote unquote woke. Um, and so, uh, so also understanding that, yeah, it was a different time, but we're, but we were able to forgive and move on. Yeah. And I, I think I actually read something recently about how, like, we're not more sensitive. That's, that's like the wrong way to look at it. Right. It's not that we're more sensitive. It's that like, we're just, we, we observed that every adult who was like in the wartime generations went to Vietnam, who dealt with all of this is like dealing with post-traumatic stress and and dealing with intense trauma and selfishly built an economy that, that we cannot function inside of. And we're just not going to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just not going to like, I guess we are, like, I guess that's the wrong way to put it. You didn't deal with it. We're going to deal with it. We are going to do everything in our power to avoid it. Uh, we, we're tackling all the BS of the past. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I think that was an interesting take on it because I think it is easy to be like, oh, Gen Z and, and millennials are so sensitive. And even Bo Burnham tackles that in the special where he's like, when, when my grandfather was 27, he fought in Vietnam. When I was 27, I, I built a birdhouse with my mom. <laughs> right. I, I was doing essentially nothing. I, like, <laughs> I was on year three of my comedy hiatus, you know? <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen Bo Burnham live? I have not. I would love to. What, what, one, oh one, of my be- one of my best friends who I just saw over the weekend, she saw him on his Make Happy tour. So, so she, so she saw him perform his Kanye West, uh, like, um, uh, uh, parody, which is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to see him. He, I don't know if he was previewing it or what, but all of a sudden. In college, one day we get an email. It's like Bo Burnham's performing at the Performing Arts Center. It's a new special called What, ah! <laughs> and and like he came to our our university and just did like I honestly think like he finished it and he was like, okay, I have to preview this at like three colleges and then and then we'll like take it on tour. And we were one of those colleges. It was like a last minute free tickets. We went, That's we saw so, it. It was absolutely so awesome. hilarious, life changing, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I have seen Bo Burnham live. So yeah, I got to see Bo Burnham live. That was, I mean, that was like a, a big experience. Have you seen eighth grade? Uh, my fiance has, I, I, I saw a couple clips of it. I, I still haven't seen the whole thing. I really want to. Oh my gosh. Highly recommend. It was my, I think it was 2019. It was my favorite film that year. Really? I don't know. Like it didn't even come close either. Like it was by far and away, in my opinion, the best film that was released that year. And that was one of the first years that like. I think probably was the year that I spent the most time at the movie theater because uh, I didn't have kids. And so I just like went to the movies all the time. I was awesome. I love my children. Don't get me wrong, but I get to go to the movies way less. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so diving into inside, let's talk some some highlights. What is a a, a best moment for you? Oh boy, does it have to be just one, or can it be no, multiple? It can be all all of them. Is uh, let me let me let's let's flip it then. What's a what's a moment that didn't land for you? Um, I wouldn't say it's a moment, but. I I didn't want it to end. That's yes. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like a positive negative. <laughs> right. Um. Cause um. Cause the cause if if I if I were to to rewatch something for the very first time again, it would be inside because when when I first watched it, like I I was loving the whole thing, but it felt like it was gonna go on forever. In in the best way possible, but also it, but also in like the that kind of dread, like oh my gosh, like this is never going to end, like it's just going and going and going. Right. Um, with the, this, with the uh, which is kind of how COVID felt, right? Like that was that yes. was the year of like like insane isolation, like it it, it is never going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like like anything that I like I either didn't like or I wouldn't say like I didn't like because like I love the whole thing. Late later uh, later in the podcast, I would love to do like a song ranking or like a um uh, a quick like uh like rapid fire song uh uh like detailing on all that. Um, but I really can't think of anything that that I that I dislike or anything negative about it because it it just if it. It actually one one thing one thing that I, I would say that like was like something like uh, negative was that it gave me it felt like I had an existential crisis after watching <laughs> it. <laughs> was this like similar to the to the uh, you? I don't feel like you had this experience from what I have observed from the outside. I don't know what the inside was like, which I guess is the whole thing, right? Uh, observing Danny from the outside, you go into 2020 and all of a sudden you've got this, I think you were in like tech support or something like that. You, were, you had some office marketing. job. That you, yeah. Marketing. Okay. You had some office jobs that you, that you were not a fan of. So COVID hits, you're working from home and you're like, you know, screw this. I don't want to do it anymore. And you just like started a photography business that then supported you to a point where like you didn't need another job and that happened like um, I don't I don't know about immediately. I'm sure there was a lot of hard work and you've been learning to be a photographer for a very long time, but like more overnight than I think you expected. Like I feel like when you started charging people for photographs, the rate at which you grew that business to a point where it was sustainable was like, oh crap, this is happening fast. Yeah, and and w- with the rate that that my YouTube channel was also growing like back uh, I, I'd say, like, the, the quote-unquote, the peak of my channel was, like, back in, like, 2018, I want to say, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, I was, it was growing, like, super, super fast. I got invited to VidCon and all that, and... And so, like, like I think I, I think I mentioned in like one of our previous podcasts that like I never look at myself as like someone who's who's like who's like famous or anything. But so many of these people were looking at me like that, and I'm like, I don't know if I want this life, even though like mm-hmm. like even though like I it, it gives me a big it gives me a high, but but I don't want that responsibility of like letting everyone know my every move or right. or, or um just being in the spotlight all the time because I just I like. Because I want to have fun. I want to be able to, to, to do what I love. I would love to share my life online. I would love to share my life in the in the public. But I don't want to feel like I'm under a microscope. And right. and I I would get so burnt out so easily. Because I would upload every single week. I would I would I would edit uh, a two hour movie down to like in, into seven different movie trailers. Uh, while having a, a day job. So I would stay up to like four in the morning. And so that was so much work. Um, 
Uh, right now, like, uh, I am taking a little bit of a hiatus uh, off my from my YouTube channel because I really want to focus on my photography. But uh, my uh, so so my my YouTube channel, I'm not gonna be uploading as much, which is which is good for for my end in a couple ways. Like, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not overworking myself uh, with mm -hmm. that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not biting off more than I can chew, but but then, then with my photography, uh, I I will accidentally overbook myself, and I will be so burnt out. I will be like I'll be so creatively stimulated, but also um, if I if I finish if I finish all all the pictures like finish editing everything, and I don't have another shoot for like a few more days, I will just like shrivel up, and I'll just be like <laughs> I have nothing to do. Cause, my my cause, life is meaningless. Right. <laughs> What is life? <laughs> right. Because um, because for me, in order for the day to feel like achieved, uh, like like day completed, um, like I I have right. I have to do something creative every single day. Whether it's edit a video, post a TikTok, edit pictures, shoot pictures, like I have to do something like that all, like every day. Like I I'm a person who can't just sit and watch TV and like and then boom my, my day is done. Like that. Right. I feel like I feel like I wasted a day. Like I and I, I personally don't believe in naps because I feel like they're a waste of my day. So I never <laughs> nap. <laughs> and I mean, you were talking about waking or working until four in the morning on editing projects. How much sleep do you get? What is sleep? <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. You sit. You and I are both sitting here at, at nine o'clock at night drinking coffee. <laughs> uh, I I hear you a hundred percent. But uh, but now uh, now that my my photography job is not as like. Is that so? Like time constraining, um, like I've been going to bed at like a much better time. Like I usually go to bed around like midnight now. Um, uh, sometimes around like one if I'm feeling like like extra like extra creative. But mm -hmm. I usually go to bed around like midnight. Well, that's good. At least that's like a quasi reasonable hour. Uh, but the reason I ask all of that is to get back to the to the film. Is like when you contacted me about Inside, I was like, you liked this. Like obviously, I think Bo Burnham's hilarious, and he's got a lot of great commentary. But from from again, from my perspective of your life, you didn't spend twenty twenty inside. You spent it outside, taking pictures of very beautiful people in very creative and interesting ways. Like I was surprised you related to this in any way. <laughs> <laughs> so so talk to me about that. Do you feel like uh, actually? I, I'm going to interrupt my own self right now, uh, sort of on brand. My favorite segment, and the thing, I think. One of the things I love about Inside is that it constantly makes you ask, like, how did he even do that? Like, he's in a room with a bunch of nice, but like with a bunch of lights and cameras and pianos. But my favorite thing that he does in the whole thing is uh, reviewing the scat song and then reviewing himself, reviewing it and then reviewing himself, yes. reviewing it. That to me is the most impressive thing in the world because it's one take. He's just <laughs> sitting there. Reacting like, to nothing. <laughs> reacting to absolutely nothing. And he has to like have the timing exactly right. And it just it, like it blows my mind how he was able to do this. And I'm sure he's got the sound playing in his ears or something to that effect. But it can't be, right? It can't be because he's, he's doing it live. <laughs> He he had to have scripted the whole thing and and right. maybe maybe he had like a timer that was on the laptop uh, something like like he had to have rehearsed that multiple times. Um, yes. And and uh, uh, one, one of uh, a couple of the, a couple of the main reasons why I relate to Inside so much is because it was one person who did everything. I'm one person who does 
everything. That's like, right. I, I, I edit, I shoot, like I, I post, like I do all that. Like I, like I, I am my team. There is an I in my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also like, there's no I in team, but there's an I in Danny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I should make that. I should put that on a shirt. <laughs> um, but I uh, like, just the like the the production like i i am like i'm just a i'm just a production like fanatic like i i love mm-hmm. uh like i i love watching behind the scenes and and i love i love knowing how something was shot how something was made um and uh so many of the songs that like just relate to me so much like i'm literally getting a tattoo from uh from this like my in like two weeks um uh, I'm, I'm, uh, what is I'm, it? Uh, what you don't have to tell me, but like, what is it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually found it on TikTok. Like, so, like somebody somebody was making uh, simple Bill Boredom tattoos, and so, uh-huh. uh, so I I love the quote: "Apathy is a tragedy, and boredom is a crime." That that's like yes, that's so good. And so uh, I actually have it on my phone, so I can show you. Um, uh, it's it's actually written in his glasses. Uh, super cool, and I'm going to I'm going to get, get that on my side. Uh, here it is. It is. Ta-da. Oh my god, I love that. That I'm is so, excited so good. To get this. Um. Oh man, like uh, I I feel like I feel like I've been gushing about this for so long ever since I saw it that like I I completely like forget like what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think there's just so many fantastic moments, especially in terms of production. Like, like there's so many great subtle moments, like when he's laying on the floor with the pillow and the blanket, and he's got all the sound equipment around him. I think that's fantastic. But I also think like there's some like really spectacular stuff here, like when he's reviewing the editing thing, and then right at the the very first thing where you're like really introduced to like, oh, this is going to be weird and special and cool. And he looks up at the disco ball and the, what? Right. What just happened? Like, and, and I, I don't know if this was planned or not, but, um, uh, but when, when, when he says, uh, daddy made you your favorite open wide, here comes the content. When he says, here comes the content, the disco ball stops and then goes back around. Like it's, like I, I don't know why, but that that just that that just tickles my fancy like so hard. because <laughs> yeah. it, it's like like here it comes again, and then because it stops, right. slows down, and then spins the other way. I'm like, oh, I really hope I really hope that was like an accident because that would be like the <laughs> the best like like coincidence. Um, uh, but one one of my like uh, I I I actually want to say like my 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 favorite part of it was actually him. I mean, and this is this is uh, gonna get a little little heavy, but like my actually my favorite part was him talking about um like uh suicide uh when 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 he oh, was yeah. when 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 he was talking and then it was projected on himself onto like an apathetic version of him. Genius. Yes. Like absolute genius. Like it. It was. It was probably that video was probably taken like near the beginning of when 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 he was uh, uh, <clears throat> when he was shooting, and then it's and then it's, and then he projects it later on. Where uh, like mm. like months later, his hair's longer, and and the way that I interpret it, like the metaphor is that um, what he is saying is 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 what. Uh, uh, is, is what like he's telling himself like what other people are telling himself but what he is projecting literally is something totally different yes yes like yeah like, like, like you use it using the projector literally and metaphorically making a literal difference meta- meta- metaphorically I love <laughs> I'm about 
about to <laughs> slam the desk. I love this so much. Oh my, it's so, so good. I love, I mean, I love everything with the projector, right? I love every time that he uses a projector to, to put it on himself or, or, or put like weird words all over the place or like the one thing that didn't land with me the first time around. And then the second time I was like, okay, this actually makes more sense. But the first time around I had problems with the Jeffrey Bezos thing. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And uh, I didn't like his sexting song at all. Mm-hmm. I'm also just sort of made uncomfortable by the whole concept of sexting. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with FaceTime? <laughs> but like, so I, like that one didn't land for me. But then when I rewatched it, I don't even remember now what goes into it. But it like it does lead in really well. It leads out. And it makes sense. And it it it's part of the narrative as a whole. Uh, I thought it was a weird thing for Bo Burnham to talk about because I know that like the film is inside and we're supposed to believe he's in his, this house by himself. But his girlfriend was there, right? Like uh, she she's like a part of this, or was she like not there? I, I don't I don't know if if she was a if she was a part of um of really I don't think any, she was any a, of the filming or right I don't think uh, she had any part in any of that but I I could have swore that she like well I don't I don't know that she was in the house but like they were together through all of it I guess that's why the sexting <laughs> thing comes in right if she's not there then that's a pretty big part of it <laughs> right and uh and I I feel like the the sexting song is is more is more like for for the for the general public not not really like for himself um mm-hmm. because he, he's been a, he's been in a stable relationship for like what six years like for a long time um uh so and it, it could have also been uh like him talking about like like how how he would like talk to women in the past or whatever um and like like how or not really talk to women in the past but like how how he would go about like wanting a quote-unquote relationship it was just like right. like him and his phone and someone on the other on the other line also uh d- did you notice and or did you pause when it was like that one second shot where where Bo was up against the wall and there was that really long paragraph for like a half second and then it, and then mm-hmm. it cuts back. Um, I noticed it right away because uh, then I went back and, and I rewatched it and I paused it and it's a whole paragraph saying like uh, just so you know you are not obligated to send me anything that you don't want if you're not comfortable like like very like reassuring like right. um, like a half second uh, saying that like uh, just. <clears throat> um, uh, how like the, the whole overlooked fact that obviously women are, women are not objects, but but it's so overlooked with uh, with men who who sext a lot, where where all where all they want is is like just pictures of titties. They, they, they all they want is just is just a, just a quick just like a quick quick fix. Um, right, it, it, uh, like it's like an addiction. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and the 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 very and the. the that last part of the song where where it was like uh, I sent I sent the picture and then my phone dies another night on my own uh, stuck in my home uh, one hand on my one hand on my dick and one hand on my phone uh, like I uh, like it's 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 so true like it's it's just, it's just that 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 loneliness where like it's there's not there's someone there but there's not really someone there like because uh, because uh, sexting is is kind of it's kind of lonely yeah and I think there's a certain commentary to like we get so insanely accustomed to being connected every other way all the time like that instant gratification that instant gratification in every version of interpersonal communication constantly like if I'm at work doing my day job. And my friends don't text me in like like an hour long period. I'm like, what is, what's going on? Why is nobody talking to me? Even though I'm like 
having conversations with other human beings, doing my day job. I still keep checking my phone to see if anybody has, you know, updated their, their book challenge or, or posted a new picture or whatever it is. I I still want to know. And Mm -hmm. so I think I don't, I don't have these sort of urges that Bo is talking about with sexting. Like I, I'm happily married. I don't, we, we don't need that, but, uh, I, I can definitely see, and I definitely know what it was like prior to being an adult and having raging hormones and and needing that constant validation. Uh, so that is our discussion on the sexting song. <laughs> uh, there is there's a quiet moment that happens where he is projecting on the screen, and we get this long moment of sort of silence. Sort of, I think it's like a, a big open fifth chord, like just. And then when the camera flips, we see that Bo is watching his like 2007 YouTube videos. Help me interpret this moment because I know every time I go see Bo Burnham, or not every time I go see Bo Burnham, but every time like a special would come out, I know there was at least a part of my mind that was like, oh, he's a musician. It's going to be like a concert. Maybe he'll play one of those old YouTube songs because I think those will be funny. And he never does. It's all entirely new material, which I think is good. So then maybe the 2011, I know he played some of his YouTube songs when he did, when he had like a Comedy Central Presents half hour, which wouldn't be a special. But uh, anyway, interpret that moment for me because I have nothing. Okay, so uh, um, I, I was I was actually going to bring this up it, uh, sometime in the podcast, uh, but it's it's all about the the um, the pre context and then the post context. So the the song right before right before that is a song inside uh, or yeah uh, or or look who's inside again, uh, um, where it's it's all about. Uh, um, like, like, like you're, you're, you're stuck in a room, you do anything to get out of it, like, you'll, you'll, you'll say whatever, you'll do whatever, you'll look like whatever, you finally get out, and then, and then, like, and then it's either you grow up, or the pandemic hits, and, and then, and then, well, well, look who's inside again, and, and so, that like, it's just that, that, that constant, like, want for freedom, but then it, then, like, you're basically not free. Um, also, it also could, could be a metaphor for being stuck in the past, so when that song ends, uh, it's like, well, well, look who's inside again. Uh, that, that's when it fades to him watching himself, uh, where uh, well, watching himself play like the, his very first song or what it, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, his first YouTube video. Um, so so he's inside watching him watching his past self inside sing, and then it cuts to black, and then and then smash cut to uh, to problematic. He's he's reflecting on, on his past. Uh, he's uh, mm. uh, he, he's he's li- literally projecting his past, watching it, and then learning from it. And and the whole the whole uh, problematic video. He's working out. He's working on being a better person. Yeah, that was unbelievable. What just <laughs> happened between you and I? The problematic part, I think, is so good. Mm-hmm. It like. <laughs> I love the song. I love he does. He has this uh, pattern in comedy that I think if I got into like stage stuff, I would absolutely try to emulate him in this way. But I I don't like it Uh, where he'll do this thing where he'll tell a joke and then he'll like he'll sing a joke and it'll cut in as like talking bow and be like, oh, no, wait, maybe not that. He does that in this song where he's like, "Oh, I'll burn the costume. Maybe I won't burn it." <laughs> and uh, that is that is somebody who tells jokes a lot, reflecting on like, "I don't like the way this is timed, but I still laugh every time he does it. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like it. It feels cheap because I because I've recognized this pattern." <laughs> <laughs> 
He's so funny though. He's so good. He writes so good. This is one of those things where do you ever you ever listen to music ever? Uh, and you're listening and you're like, wow, this is a really talented singer. But then you open TikTok or you open YouTube anytime prior to 2019. And like you go to a YouTube video of somebody singing covers and it's, it's like a Bo Burnham situation. They're alone in their bedroom and they sing like Whitney Houston, dude. They sing so freaking good. Oh yeah. I want to know how many undiscovered insane talents there are like Bo Burnham. And I think he is X factor exceptional. I really do. Uh, but he just was never put into a position where he could be accidentally swept up into the greatness or not greatness, quote unquote, of like the glitz and glamour of the music industry because he went the comedy route instead. Instead, And what's the worst case scenario in comedy? You end up like Jamie Foxx. Like, that's awesome. That's who you want to be. Who doesn't want to be Jamie Foxx? And I think he's a lot like Jamie Foxx. I think this is actually a pretty good comparison. He has to start in comedy, does some serious roles, and now people are like, oh, now when I think about Bo Burnham, I think about suicide and sadness. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Jamie Foxx is the same way. He was doing stand-up for years and years, and then he gets in some like serious football movie, and now he's in Django Unchained. He's in all these serious roles. I think we're going to see something similar down the line from Bo Burnham, where he's going to be writing and directing films like Eighth Grade that are super serious, but have just heck of zinger jokes in them. Oh yeah, and and um, with with Inside, like it just set it set the bar so high for uh, for content creators, like like for someone who for people who 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 are just themselves, like who don't have a team. Um, right. I saw I saw an article that that, that said Bo Burnham set the bar so high for for quarantine content, like. Um, and I think also like it's uh, it's a really good message of, of like like hey this one person made this one thing that is so amazing that I I really haven't heard anything anyone say that they didn't like it um, and if this one person can make this amazing thing like you can you can do anything you put, you put your mind to like like yeah. don't don't let anyone tell you that that you can't do something Bo Burnham was locked in his house for eighteen months whatever. Uh, right. tw- 12 to 18 months uh and and he, what uh, was he locked in his house though like he could actually go outside right oh yeah like he he, he could go in and he could go outside like uh, I, I i'm pretty sure he i uh, um he kind of like dramatized up the like like being locked inside more of like more like metaphorically locked inside right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. uh but um but also like uh like yeah like don't don't anyone tell you that that you can't do something because uh because of your limitations because of your uh because of your budget or lack of or lack thereof budget because right. of because of anything like like if if you have if you if you have the talent if you have the time I mean you have plenty of time in quarantine um but uh like if you if you want to do something if you have an idea do it who's who's gonna stop you. You like Nobody. you 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 may just you may just create the the, the next Bo Burnham inside. <laughs> right. And I love there's a big crux in this that like he's 30. And I think that's such a, a powerful age. Maybe it's because I'm 28 and I'm very close to 30, but I think that's a, p- a powerful age because to what you're saying, I feel like a lot of times you open TikTok at 28 and you're like I could never be TikTok famous because I'm twice Addison Ray's age. Probably not. She's probably like 20, right? I don't know. Uh, but like, I'm never going to to be that. I, I missed the boat on next big thing. 
Uh, but like Bo being 30 is like, you're not so old that it's like, oh, you have so much experience. Obviously you could do this. Like you could, you could start an entirely new career at 30 and work it for 35 years and then retire. Like 30 mm-hmm. is not old at all, but it's also not like you're so young and youthful and have all this energy. Like you, you are starting to age a little bit. Uh, so I think, I think it's such a, a powerful age for, for Bo to be like purely by coincidence, but for us to get this, this project is is a reminder that like you can do anything at any age. And also I, I think why, why 30 is such a, like um, is such a milestone is because in your teens and early twenties, like you, you go through 12 years of school, you go through elementary, middle, high school, uh, you go through college, you get your first job, like you get your first car, you, you do all this like in such a short amount of time. And then, and then like, and then it kind of slows down maybe, and then boom, you're 30. It, it, it almost, it almost feels like, like 30 is like, it's like, uh, like, whoop, I, I reached 30. I can only go down from here. Like, no, like, like, uh, right. there's like, just yeah, so much like, more you can do. Like, like treat your life, uh, treat your life like your age. Just keep going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that 30 is an interesting one. Cause you mentioned 12 years of school, uh, I like 30 because you have 12 years of school. You have, it's like base base 12, which is the best number system. You have six years of like being a baby and then 12 years of school and then 12 years of being an adult, right? So at 30, you have been an adult as long as you were like a learning child, uh, which I think is an interesting age. I think, I think there's something poetic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody I know in their 30s is like, man, my 30s are way better than my 20s. This is the best. So maybe there is something to look forward to. Also, um, in, in the song uh, uh, Turning 30, like, uh, like I've, I've been thinking about this for like a few days now. Um, uh, I have a feeling that, 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 that this is almost intentional, but the, the, the lyric... Um, uh, hang on, let me actually pull up the lyric. Because uh, it's, it's, right, it's right at the end. Um, uh, yeah, so so he says, it's 2020 and I'm 30, I'll do another 10, 2030, I'll be 40 and kill myself then. But the, the, the se- that second to last line, 2030, I'll be 40, 2030, 40. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's so sequential. Like, it's, it's so, it's so minuscule that like many, so, that some people won't even notice it. But to me, like I said, that tickles my fancy so hard, 2030, 40. Like, <laughs> immediately following turning 30 is that discussion where he's like, I don't want to kill myself. And then he projects it on himself, uh, I guess at 30. So like we see that first conversation at 29 and then again at 30. That's Um, true. Yeah. Uh, um, I like it's uh it, it's 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 kind of kind of bittersweet like right right before um he uh he, he sings the song tur- uh, turning thirty, uh where he's in the dark just with a spotlight with the clock and then, and, and he's like I'm gonna sit here enjoy my twenties and then get back to work and then it ch- changes to midnight he's like yay. <laughs> <laughs> And I think what also makes it so like so powerful, but also so sad, is that he's he's spending his thirtieth birthday alone. Like, mm. uh, which, uh, which, which makes it that that thirty existential crisis, quote unquote, just like so much worse. He's not just spending it alone. He's spending it alone and working. Yeah. Let's not forget the fact that like working on your birthday is the stupidest thing. Like, why don't why doesn't everybody just get that day off? Yeah, everybody everybody deserves their birthday off. I I yes. Uh, uh, you you heard it you heard it here, folks. You're officially right. off your birthday every year. <laughs> you take your birthday off every single year. Your boss can't get mad. If they get mad, tell them I told you. And then just, you catch just, me working just, on just my hand, birthday. Just, just hand them the Monopoly get out of jail free card. <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah, some companies do like a floating holiday, and they're like, you could take your birthday off, or Black Friday, or or Christmas Eve, and it's like, no, that does not, you have to give me all of those. That's not fair. Right. Uh, you could take Juneteenth. <laughs> um, oh, I want to talk about the, the claustrophobia and the aspect ratios. Yes, tell me more about the aspect ratios. This was something I noticed my second time around because I'm an idiot. Tell me about it. Tell me why they matter and why this is important. Okay, so the the very first uh, um, different aspect ratio that, that we see besides the the sixteen by nine, where like that that's that's the whole the whole thing is in sixteen by nine. Um, the very first different aspect ratio that that we see is right at the beginning of FaceTime with my mom. Uh, like he's sitting in the middle of the room and and the edges just keep closing and closing and closing and closing until it's at 1080 by 1920 which is which is vertical video on iPhone um, yeah. very symbolic of FaceTime also also with TikTok um, also just just with uh, that just with being on your phone your phone is a very small screen so so um, also also kind of symbolic on the annoyance of watching a vertical video on a 16 by 9 screen <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that that's annoying. Um uh um but yeah ju- just the uh the tightening of, of the aspect ratio all the way down cuz uh cuz your your brain's like oh it's probably it's probably going going to going to go to the vertical video but then it's also like oh no it's closing it's closing it's going to stop it's going to stop like it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller um very symbolic of our tiny phone screens. Um Right. And then the next aspect ratio we see is white women's Instagram. Uh, right, right at the first chorus, we see the the one by one, the the square aspect ratio. Um, obviously, the uh, it's it's, the it's the Instagram, Instagram. It's the classic Instagram aspect ratio. Yeah. Um, uh, nice. When I when I, <laughs> when, when I when I first watched it, um, when when he when he was wearing the flannel like uh, um, very like I don't say like femininely, but like like how how a woman normally would um and then and as soon as he pulled out the avocado i'm like okay i think he's talking about instagram (laughs) and then and then he's like white woman white woman's instagram i'm like aha i got it (laughs) but um but then when when it comes to the the bridge where where i where he's talking about a girl, a, a woman posting a picture of her of her dead mother who's who's been gone for ten years, um, and when he says it's been a decade since you since you've been gone, on gone, uh, the the one by one starts opening up to the full sixteen by nine, very symbolic of of peeling back the, the curtain of of being online, very uh, very symbolic of of really like ex- uh, exposing not really exposing yourself but but, ma- but making yourself feel a lot more vulnerable um really like opening opening that that window to show so much more behind the scenes like th- this person is hurting because like their their mom has been gone for 10 years um and and then i uh, so saying like um it's been a decade it's been a decade since you've been gone uh mama i miss you i miss sitting with you uh uh, I miss it with you in the front yard. Um, uh, it, it's got a little better, but it's still hard. Mama, I got a job. I got my own apartment. I got a boyfriend. I'm crazy about him. Uh, Mama, I miss you. Give uh, um, something, something. Give a hug and kiss to dad. Like right as as that bridge is closing, um, 
uh, so is the aspect ratio. It's going back back to the the classic one by one, and so 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 it's like okay, I I was vulnerable for a little bit. Now let's go back to fun. Um, and I think there's a lot of commentary there. I think I think we could probably have a conversation about white woman's Instagram. I mean, you are a white woman who shoots Instagram photos. That's like your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> In, in some way. I mean, you, you do other fun, exciting, amazing portraits that aren't done on an iPhone, but like uh, you, you take the white woman Instagram posts and, and make them fantastic. And I, here's, here's my quick interpretation of the commentary being made with this song is that like, yes, it's all very basic. It's played out. We make it look pure, perfect and beautiful. But then when we do get to these moments of, you know, my mom has been dead for 10 years, we have to remind ourselves that like, yes, it's this perfect person, but there is more to them. There is depth. There is pain. There is suffering. There is Emotion. something to them. And and, and, and and it should be noted that they feel this pressure to portray a perfect life just as much as you are affected by them portraying a perfect life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is your interpretation of, of, of this of the song? What's the commentary here? Um, that we're all living in a simulation. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely are. Have you? There's been a, there's been a, like a thing going around about us living in a simulation. I st- this is definitely taken from like a two straight white men who wear straight pride t-shirts podcast. So I. I I'm not that. We're not that. Uh, but there was somebody said something to the effect of like, have you ever seen your neighbor unload groceries? <laughs> as, as proof we are living in a simulation. <laughs> because you absolutely have not. There's no way you've ever seen your neighbor get groceries. <laughs> you've run into your neighbor at the, at the grocery store you would both go to? No, you haven't. It's because we're living in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> my, my neighbor actually works at the grocery store I go to. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the neighbor on the other side, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> or maybe that's further proof, right? That, that the simulation doesn't extend very far. That <laughs> um, but yeah, with, uh, with white women's Instagram, uh, uh, <laughs> something, something kind of funny about that. Um, like, halfway through the song, uh, uh, my, my John leans over. He's like, I think you've done all these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Have um, you? I'd say about 80% of them, <laughs> either professionally or or just on my Instagram <laughs> or on Facebook, like uh, wherever uh, wherever, wherever your, your local photos are found. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it's also like, um, uh, I mean, c- coming from a woman's perspective, like it doesn't, it doesn't take all that much to make us happy. Um, like... Uh, uh, latte foam art, tiny pumpkins, like the like the smaller the things, like the the better. Like like we just get kind of happy about that. Um, and it's also like uh, I I can't I can't speak for for all women, but for me personally, I'm a very visual person, um, a very visual woman. Uh, I I I love I love taking pictures. I love posting pictures. Uh, just really capturing that that memory, like those memories. It's also I just thought of this. It's also uh, kind of like that motherly instinct where you want to capture every single moment from like birth till till however long, um, uh, um, but um, but yeah, it, it is also a play on on like the the uh, the base basic white girl like the avocado and like uh, latte foam art, tiny pumpkins, uh, uh, but yeah, like it's I. Uh, um, let me actually look up some of the lyrics. Uh, yeah, fuzzy, comfy socks, t- coffee table made out of, made out of driftwood, a bubblehead Ruth, G- Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, all that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh, also, uh, the, the pre-chorus, is this heaven or am I looking at a white woman's Instagram? Um, the whole play on, like, so many, uh, women, uh, like, uh, a, a lot, a lot of white women, like, the, 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 that, ba the basic white girl, uh, trend, uh, like, when, when, when they, when they post pictures, like, they try to make everything look perfect from, uh, from, like, staging a picture to maybe even editing themselves to look skinnier, like, like, it's, like, that, that, oh, that constant pressure to always, like, be perfect, because, like, uh, maybe you're on the spotlight because you have 12 million followers, or maybe you just, like, like, posting your life for your family, like, you, but, like, no matter, no matter what your, uh, your follower count is, like, you always want to, to be, pro to be projected as, like, like, um, not so much, like, perfect, but, but you have that, that, like, that untouchable lifestyle, like, like, oh, I eat avocado toast, like, I am healthy. <laughs> so one thing I've noticed as something who's posted on the internet for the bulk of my life, I think this is a big part of the commentary when it comes to, like, the white woman Instagram, especially like, like we're talking about women under the age of 30 for the most part, uh, at least that's how I'm interpreting it. I know that like when I was in high school and college, it was about, I want to influence the circle that I exist in. Like people that I could potentially meet in real life are who I want to like my photos and, and to see them and to like be envious of my life. I don't know that that was exactly how I was wording it to myself, but that was definitely like, that's what I want to project. Like I want to project to the people I'm in class with who may not know me personally, that like my life rocks. I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a shift somewhere. Something happened and I noticed it recently, but it happened a long time ago because I'm 28. I don't care. I haven't cared for a long time, but like some, whenever somebody I went to college with likes a tweet or likes an Instagram post now, I'm always like, how do you even know me? Why do you still follow me? Do you know? Who are like, you? <laughs> do you, do I make content you're interested in? Are you like this random per like this random sorority girl that is also super into movies and books and, and tweeting about Harry Potter? Who are you? How did you get here? Uh, and and that that shift for me has been so weird from like, I want my circle to envy me to like, I want the world to envy me, but I don't want anybody I know in any capacity to know anything about me. <laughs> <coughs> do you do you feel like you've had something similar? Like when, when somebody from high school likes your Instagram post, are you like, how dare you? <laughs> um, uh not I. Uh, I think for me personally, I. I. I think. I, I think it's like me. It's more of like like you remember me. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what it is. That is exactly yes. you. You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it 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 it's like it's like I I was I was super creative back then and and you you didn't really understand it like you didn't really uh you didn't really care much but but hey like you're liking my stuff now it's like. Like, like I, I don't want to say that in like a conceited way, but uh, I, but I made I, it. But who has yeah. more followers, right? Who like I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I I saw I saw an excellent uh, um, quote the other day, and and it was uh, so um, the moment you get some kind of following, uh, people will say, "Don't forget me when you're famous." Why don't you support yes. me now? Like su support me right. now, like. Like people, right. will, will, people will, will just jump to the conclusion. It, it, it's like it's like uh, it's like oh, like I'll, I'll, I'll support you when you have like up when you've like made it. But like, can you actually help me get there? Like right. 
can you listen to my thing? Can you can you watch my video? Can you share my TikTok? I make it a point. I don't know if you know this. If 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 you are a creator that I know personally, I'm I'm the best about this on TikTok, and your TikTok appears on my feed. I try not to just like it. I try to comment on it as well. And I try to leave like a genuine comment. I want it to be interacting with the media that is presented to me. I don't just want it to be like, yeah, you go, Danny. I want to like really cheer for you or really cheer for you by like engaging and asking questions. And and I mean, you see me comment on your stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not. You you have a zillion followers. You don't notice small fries like me. <laughs> oh no! Like I'm uh, I'm I'm quite shadow banned, so my my notifications are very low. <laughs> uh, you weirdly enough, from my Twitter feed or my TikTok feed, Hank Green is shadow banned. Like he will not show up if I don't go to his page, uh, which is weird. Like, why won't you show me Hank? He's he's stitched two of my videos. Hank knows me. We're friends. <laughs> How dare you shadow ban Hank Green? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I think is interesting about the special as a whole is TikTok, not at all a part of it. Like, I think, because TikTok exploded while all of this was happening and he was making this. I'm curious if he saw what was happening and was just like, I do not have time to care about this. We're going to stick to Twitter and Instagram and hope that that stays famous. <laughs> I think a right. lot of what he says applies to TikTok, but it just like, I would be curious to hear his thoughts on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. um, John and I were actually talking about about uh, um, uh, Bo on Vine and how, how he would like just seamlessly transition onto TikTok, but I have a feeling he's one of those people who doesn't really who doesn't really want to to make like those small videos anymore, um, which I will totally understand. But like if if I'm wrong, then uh, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I I feel like um, I feel like maybe he understands just how amazing yet incredibly toxic and terrible TikTok is. Like it's like, uh, it's so uh, spectrum. It's it can be the greatest, most uplifting community or the worst. And like a video will go viral because because so many people are commenting like like something negative or like or like yes. uh, nitpicking like one thing. Like like my my most popular video on TikTok right now is is my my first shower photo shoot. Every single comment is either talking about how how the model's septum is crooked. Or how the water looks dirty. It's it's like if you if you would take two seconds and read and read my comment or or whatever you would uh, or or just be patient and wait and wait for like the, the previous videos or or I mean the, the 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 previous shoot from from that 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 same that same video you would know that the the, the water was black from a bath bomb. It's not caca water, um, right? <laughs> um, and her septum is crooked. Because one, whose whose septum is is perfectly straight in the shower. Two, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to it because because um, I was trying to get her info because I, I wasn't really paying attention to to all her piercings. Three, it was steamy in the shower. I couldn't really see that much. <laughs> <laughs> like that, the the um, the viewfinder is quite small <laughs> to look through. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think what uh, I think my most popular videos are probably something related to uh, Hank Green because he stitched a few videos. But let me see if I can find out real quick. I do not upload to TikTok as much as you do. Very jealous of your prolifery with that. Let's see. This one has 135,000. Oh, no, that one. That one's pretty good. Oh, no. You know what? That one. So the, the prompt was what's the most like 
this shouldn't have happened in a children's show moment. And then I just made like a sort of pantomime of the John Walker scene in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, the one where he, where he beheads the guy. Yes. There's like a million comments on that video that are like, that's actually not a children's show. It's uh TVMA 17. It's like, Oh my God, it's Captain America. It's like, I understand that this was not a children's show. It's also not invincible. It's not, it's not the boys. This is still Marvel. It's still Disney. It's still supposed to be relatively family friendly. And I think the reason that it is TVMA is because of this scene. The rest right. of it's pretty tame. Uh, anyway, people, um, I, I will say that like as frustrating as those comments are, I am 100% and I'm actually person in people's comment sections. I do it all the time. I can't help it. I, I just, I'm the worst kind of human being alive. I can't help but to correct people. I can't help but mansplain things. I need to grow out of this. I need to be better. I need to, you know, I can't hide behind my youth, but this is who I am. <laughs> you, uh, you, you can write your own problematic song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just can't um, help it, man. There, there's one where some girl, like, this is probably my most liked uh, comment. I, I love comments on TikTok. This is my favorite. Uh, my most like comment, there's this girl who's like, I have perfect pitch and then plays the Wii theme song on a bunch of cups. And I commented and I was like, your rocks glass is the wrong note. And <laughs> I like the comment was like, I don't want to take away from what you're doing. This is amazing. It's very cool. One of the notes is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, I don't have perfect pitch, but I have relative pitch well enough to know that that is not the note it needs to be. <laughs> uh, speaking of perfect pitch, um, uh, in in Bo's other comedy specials, like he he's he's singing at, at, at quite like like uh, he's he's singing a lot in his head voice, like he's uh, um, it's it's very high. It's also it's also playing on playing off like a character. Um, uh, this in inside. He's singing a lot of low notes. He's singing in his chest voice, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, like he's. I mean, like, uh, I, I, I feel like when, when he, when he's like, like really seriously singing, like not, not, not to say that, not to say that he, 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 he wasn't or isn't a good singer, but right. he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. Like, um, he's so good. This is by so far good. his best singing. Oh yeah, best singing his his most mature singing his most mature writing, um, and uh, like it like in in the song problematic when when he when he says and I'm really effing sorry and and he and there's either projected or or it's just just the light to made to look like a cross where he's literally crucifying himself crucifying to himself, yep. uh, to, uh, to to start anew to. Uh, 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 basically killing off the the old bow and and coming back and coming back uh, coming back to life as as new and improved bow as inside bow inside bow coming outside. Um, speaking of which, that ending though the end like oh like I I I need I need to just gush about how the whole thing bookends itself twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Because I've never seen anything book on itself twice this good. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's, it's fantastic. <clears throat> um, so it, it, it starts off 
um, in in a completely empty room with with a with a chair, maybe the uh, the the piano, like just just a couple things like here and there, and right. uh, the oh, I, and also uh, what, uh, another thing I I have to uh, I have to talk about after this. Um, I uh, don't want to forget about this because it oh <laughs> ripping it off. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so it starts off dark room with a little, little bit of light coming through uh, the, the front door. Uh, you hear you, you hear that that whistle note, and when he when he opens the door, it, it goes super high and then it kind of fades out. Like he he walks in, shuts the door and all that. Uh, so so he's coming inside. Uh, at the very end, after after the goodbye song, it's it's that same note except now now he now he is he's inside. Because um, at the very beginning, like he, his hair, his hair was short, beard short. Like I don't think he even had a beard when he walked in. Um, like, uh, uh, but then, then at the end, he's he's sitting inside. Uh, that 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 same note is playing. His hair is tremendously long. His beard is crazy long. Um, the room is completely empty. Like not nothing is is in 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 the room. That same note plays. Um, and when, when the note gets really high, the door opens by him by itself. He turns around. He looks. He he sees that 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 it's open. Uh, and then and then he he then he goes outside. It's a perfect like full. It's a full circle where where uh, he comes in to the sit to the same same note. Goes out to the same note. And when he goes out, where is he? He's on. He's in, in his front porch on a stage. Oh Spotlight. He's. Literally, deer in the headlights just froze, and the um, uh, the the applause is heard. And when the applause ends, he's like, "Okay, I've had enough. I've had enough going outside." Because because he said he said before, "I like I promise I'll never go outside again." Um, he turns around and he's locked outside. He's locked out yeah, of his he's house. Stuck doing these performances. He's, he's stuck. He's so stuck. He's panicking. He is. He's banging on the door like he's crying and all that which is an excellent metaphor uh for anxiety for panic attacks like like you're you're stuck and all these people are watching you like they're laughing uh they're laughing at 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 your suffering but they don't know you're suffering they think it's all an act right um it's also a great metaphor for um for his for him uh when 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 he was talking uh in in his speech in all eyes on me saying that uh during his make happy tour he was having severe panic panic attacks while on stage and and i i, I saw an interview with him uh it was on h3h3 uh where, where he was he, he went in depth uh, into the the panic attacks, um, and and how like he, he he couldn't just walk off stage like he 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 couldn't just end the show like he he had to keep going he had to power through. It's it's a metaphor of him being on stage trying to leave but he can't. Right. And then and then what happens? Smash cut to to the the exact same image we're seeing like per- perfectly um, perfectly projected. Uh, it's it's a perfectly matched. From from the actual video to to the video being projected inside the house, and he's sitting and watching himself suffer. He's watching himself uh, trying trying to get back inside while he while he's inside, like uh, almost almost like a metaphor of of like the whole thing was was like a dream or the whole thing what was was like wow look how far I've made it like uh, like I I was um uh, I I was. I was having having all these panic attacks on stage, 
but but now that I look back, like like I'm I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to re-enter the world of of comedy, re- ready to re-enter the the world of of live performing. Um, but but it's also but it's also a good metaphor of literally being stuck inside your head. Um, I could go just go on about this. <laughs> um, and then and then the and then the, the second way that it bookends itself uh, again is is in the song Goodbye. I I didn't realize this until the second time I watched it, where um, Goodbye literally recaps almost every single song seamlessly, like oh, yeah. absolutely seamlessly. Um, like and 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 it it kind of reminds me of the very last song off of Billie, Billie Eilish's new uh, uh Billie Eilish's album When We All Fall Asleep Where Do We Go um where she literally recaps uh all her songs going backwards all from from uh, uh from uh, from I Love You all the way back up to Bad Guy um uh this uh goodbye uh it it starts it starts from 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 the be- starts from, from the beginning and then goes all the way to the end absolutely seamlessly like some of the uh some of the lyrics are uh <clears throat> um does anyone want to joke when there's no one laughing in the background uh so this is how it ends i promise to never go outside again um that's uh that, that's the song comedy uh um and then also uh, uh where is it um you're really joking at a time like this well well look who's inside again uh, that's the song "Look Who's Inside Again." Also, it's right. the, the the bridge. Uh, Am I going crazy? Would I even know? Am I right back where I started fourteen years ago? That's uh, the 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 two songs. Um, uh, don't want to know, and then problematic. Want to guess the ending? If it ever does, I swear to God, that's all. It's all I've ever wanted was a little bit of everything all the time. A little bit of everything all the time. Apathy is a tragedy. Boredom is a crime. Uh, that's. Uh, Welcome to the internet. Uh, I finished playing. I was staying inside. That's um, uh, that's uh, look who's inside again. Uh, if I wake up in a house that's full of smoke, I'll panic. So call me up and tell me a joke. That's it's 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 the complete opposite of of what what was sung in the in the song comedy. Um, like, oh, like I I <laughs> I feel like I'm too obsessed with this, but I love it. <laughs> no, you're not. This is awesome. Um, also, uh, another thing I I wanted to mention was. Not only are the songs great, but the score is even greater. If if you noticed, uh, um, right after I think right after um, uh, how the world works, when when it when it cuts to uh, um, Bo pretending to be like a, a brand ambassador, um, mm-hmm. and, and like the inspirational music start, is playing, that's actually an instrumental of the song uh, uh, comedy. Yes, I actually caught that the mm-hmm. second time around. I was. Like what? Um, and, and and the same thing with uh, uh, with the 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 let's play. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about the let's play. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah, where he's the the, the music is is the instrumental is, is is like is like a um an animated version of uh, of look who's inside again. Mm-hmm. Um, also during the intermission, uh, when when he's cleaning off the the screen, it's. It's a, a very lighthearted uh, version of content. Like it's like you hear those little bells. It's it's like um, uh, uh, Daddy made you your favorite. Open wide. Um, uh, here comes the content. It's like do 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 do. Like it's it's so subtle, but it's so good. Um, like 
the 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 score throughout like it references all the songs um also the uh when uh when he was uh the um when he was uh, uh parodying a, a a youtube uh thank you video um it it was uh what 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 was i i think i think it was also like an upbeat version of content like uh a, a very like uh a royalty-free sounding version of content. The very first song. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> I've seen this eight times. <laughs> you've, you've seen I've seen it twice, and I've listened to the songs a lot, but I actually think that like I did not, when I first watched it, I was like, I don't think I could listen to the songs because this is such an audio-visual experience. And then the songs came out and I listened to them, and I was like, I could totally just listen to the songs. They're so good. But it is a totally different experience. Like, this is such a, a, a masterclass in cinematography, lighting, everything. Makes such an impact on the songs. Just listening to the songs by themselves they're fantastic they're so good but you miss a lot of the narrative even though 80 percent of it is sung you know mm -hmm. it's, there's it's not a lot of narrative that happens between that there's there's a few small segments there's the uh the brand ambassador thing and the who are you bagel bites uh, <laughs> <coughs> which is so and, funny grow up and sell butterfingers <laughs> <laughs> so funny actually right now i have bagel bites pulled up on uh twitter mm -hmm. And they do like they 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 do a pretty good job of having just like a silly brand account that posts funny brand memes and stuff, uh, but they do have like one of those memes where it's like my parents in their twenties, me in my twenties, and it makes a bagel bites joke. But that's still like a commentary on like boomers made stuff hard for us, man. What was that about? <laughs> Uh, so you know, there's still this like, are you gonna stand for social change? It's subtle, it's not huge, but like the fact that their boss was like okay with them tweeting that, I don't know, that says something to me. Ah, big. Who are you, Bagel Bites? <laughs> you know, who are you? Because it's it's literally like like listening to a Broadway soundtrack and then actually going to see the Broadway play. I felt the exact same way. I felt the exact same way. We had this discussion last week because we had Sincerely Us on the show last week where we were talking about like Book of Mormon and Dear Evan Hansen have fantastic soundtracks, but they really don't tell you the whole story. And so, yes, I think there's one of the things I love about the world we live in right now is there's so many different ways to consume the same piece of media, which I think is fascinating. Like you can listen to the Broadway or not the Broadway. You can listen to the the, the, uh, to the Spotify album for Inside. You can watch it. You can read the poems that he wrote. I think there's or the songs rather. There's there's so many different ways to interact with it and interface it, and and it's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. You can talk about it on a podcast. Can you hear <laughs> yeah. me? Are you sitting here just like silently nodding because you can't hear me? <laughs> I'm really good at reading lips. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I feel so bad for people who have to read my lips because I feel like I, I don't use much mouth when I talk. Now I'm like really trying, but I feel like, you know, I, I'm a lot just, just all right here. And uh, that's a yeah. fun fact about Tyler. <laughs> you're, you're like the, um, the, uh, the, the, the teenagers, the teenagers, hello, the teenagers on TikTok when, when they're, when they're like lip syncing or something and they, they like just barely, barely move their mouth. It's, it's just like their mouth is it's like, it's like a straight line and they're just like, yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm the straight, just I'm so the straight minimal. line mouth teenager on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> cause, cause like if you were actually going to talk like that, like you would, like you would just kind of sound like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to, 
I I want to talk about the. Oh, um, I have a baby in here. <gasps> baby! Give me the baby. We're gonna have a momentary baby break. <laughs> baby. With a cute baby. <laughs> oh, look at him. <laughs> I hope you're okay with the baby. Do you and John want kids? You don't have to answer that. That's a rude question. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> You're a jerk, Tyler. I'm sorry. Younger <laughs> no, Tyler I, said some things that no, were it, it's, rude. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Like, uh, John and I are very open about us not wanting kids. Um, oh. Yeah, we're... Uh, I, I, we feel like with both our lifestyles, um, with with John uh, loving to listen to music, uh, like, he, he would never he would never get a moment to listen to his favorite songs on his favorite headphones. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do what I love. Like I, I feel like I would actually lose myself if I had kids. Like because I have to be creatively stimulated like every day and I feel like if I were to put my attention on, on another being for X amount of hours of the day, I would absolutely go insane. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to, to raise a child. Um uh I mean uh Obviously, like uh, having kids is uh, is great for some people. Uh, great for you. I, I know. I know you. You absolutely adore adore your your babies. <laughs> I love being a parent. It's my favorite. It's like like I I am in no way pressuring you to have children. I do whatever your truth is. Having kids is my creative outlet. It is like I get to share my songs with them, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's sort of where it comes in for me. But but obviously, if you guys don't want kids, then like that, you're adults. You make your own decisions. Yeah, do whatever like, you uh, want. I'd, you're gonna I'd be rather, thirty. I'd, I'd rather be the cool aunt, <laughs> the the really right. cool aunt. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I I I'm sort of an aunt to uh, to my uh, one of my best friends, uh, her little girl who just turned two yesterday, baby <sighs> Amelia. Uh, oh, I, happy birthday! Like, <laughs> uh, I I uh, I I met her the day she was born. Uh, she was like she she came uh, she came a full month early. She was she was born on the first day of summer. Um, oh wow. Uh, and like I, I've been taking her pictures since she was just a little nugget. <laughs> like, <laughs> and on on my Instagram, you can actually see it's it's my 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 most recent post. Uh, asterisk uh, right now, right the second as as I'm talking to, uh, to you, Tyler. But if you're right. listening to this, it's probably not gonna be my 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 most recent post. But it'll be one of my most recent posts. It'll be the most recent child little baby post. Um. Uh, she's she's a towhead. Like she has super super bright blonde hair. She's so cute. Um, I actually uh, I saw the post when it originally went up, and uh, I remember my daughter is a towhead. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is your? I never remember. You have so many cool usernames. What is your Insta? My Insta is the editorial style. That's it. I have like six different Instagrams, but I only use one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I remember seeing these pictures and being like, my daughter looks not like this, but like this. <laughs> this girl has way more hair than Olivia. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, we wanted to talk about the songs. We wanted to like rank. You, you said rank. That seems hard to me. I don't think I could put these in an order. Um, maybe instead of putting it in order, maybe maybe we we go through and then we say and then we say like just a couple words about like like what makes it great. Okay, I can do that. So I, oh. I had the songs up right here, and there's, uh, hang on, 11 plus, wait, 11, 12, 30, 40, 40, there's 18, no, 19 songs all, no, 20 songs all together. <laughs> 
so do you have a favorite song though like can we knock that out early or will maybe we get to it and you'll be like this one's my favorite for sure uh um oh oh, oh, my 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 favorite song is welcome to the internet i feel like that that is it's it's peak songage everyone else can go home Like I don't know that, that, that like, one's my favorite. That, that one's your favorite too? No, I, I said I don't know that that one is. Oh. I think All Eyes on Me is so good, right? I love that one. That's sort of oh, the yeah. one that's uh, kind of, at least from my perspective, taken off a little bit. Uh, it seems like it's the most popular TikTok option anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh. On Spotify, the two with the highest plays are the two we just mentioned. So I feel mm-hmm. like we're, we are, if nothing, nothing if not trendy. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I, okay, so something I have to say about All Eyes on Me, um, up, until, up until that point, the camera is stationary, uh, uh, ex- except for like except for like some zoom outs, zoom ins, um, uh, like because that, that's all added in post. Like 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 he didn't have like a dolly or anything like that. So right. all all the movement you see, um, unless he's actually moving the camera, is done in post. Um, which which is great. I mean, like he had like what an eight K camera, like <laughs> like he had like what, a, nice a, a Lumix, uh, a Lumix camera, I think, or like or a Pentax. Um, just a really great a, a Netflix quality camera. <laughs> right. Um. So so the whole the the whole hour and a half we are we're stationary we're static um, we're feeling so claustrophobic seeing all these wires all these lights these monitors just like. Just clouding up everything. It's a great metaphor for that that claustrophobia of being inside during the pandemic. Like you're you're stuck inside. Like you, you can't really do anything. You can't really go outside. Like you're you're stuck. Like there's clutter everywhere. But the moment in All Eyes on Me, where where he he turns to the camera and he's like, "Get up, get up. I'm talking to you. Get the fuck up." He grabs the camera and starts dancing around. That is the that is the first motion we ever we that, that we see in the entire uh um in the entire special besides the besides the moment where where he he just, he just kind of like turns where he where he turns the camera where the camera falls where he accidentally pulls it. This is this is a real like motion and it is the right. most euphoric moment of the entire special. Like it, it picks it, you up. It literally, it literally picks you up. Like, like you're, you feel like you're being like torn out of your seat. And it's a great metaphor for that freedom, that, that like breath of fresh air, because mm. you can finally stretch your legs. You can finally go outside. Like you, like you, um, it's, it's, it's like you've been paralyzed and now, now you can walk again. You can stand again. Right. It's that, that, uh, it's that, that feeling of being in a concert where you're just, you're just dancing around, you're, you're jumping up and down, like you, he- you hear the, the crowd cheering, like that is the most euphoric moment in, I feel like in any, in any modern, uh, cinema, like in any, any modern, like film, like it is, it is such a relief, it's like such a, such an incredible feeling, and, um, and, and and also like 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 I feel I've, the the very first time you watch it like I my my chest was tight like the whole time because I'm I'm so focused on everything I don't want it to end as soon as the end pops up I literally I literally literally just went oh! like like I felt like I just crumbled like mm-hmm. 
Oh, like I, I mean, I, I, I'm finally like relaxing now because I've, I've just been like so <laughs> tense talking about this. Like I'm just on the edge of my seat, just like belting and just, just like gushing about this. I'm, I'm li- right. Like oh, like just so excited about this. Uh, like it's absolute genius. Like that, it's so relieving, so euphoric, so like rewarding. Like you, like you just feel like you're part of the special. Like. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. Um, um, let's let's go from the top. Content. Yes. Uh, very very fun. Uh, uh, simple song. Super short. Uh, the the visuals are great. U- using the light to uh, u- using uh, his own light to light up the room. It's a great metaphor for like like he he's using all his power to light up the room, but nobody is is lighting his, is is lighting up him. And I, I, I think one of my favorite things about content, the song, one, the title is also content, um, which I think is interesting. <gasps> yes. But also, also the chords in the song are D, E, A, and D flat minor. So it's just dead, uh, which I think is fantastic. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Ah! <laughs> okay. That. Okay. Wow. Hello. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I that's that's fantastic to me. It's listed uh, a lot of times on like a, a chord chart. It'll be listed as C sharp minor, but that's the same as D flat minor. So that's that's uh, yeah, wild. Uh, moving on into comedy. Um, I think this is fascinating to me. This is as somebody who who does tell a lot of jokes. Definitely not on the level of Bo Burnham or anybody who, who makes their living off of comedy. But like the helplessness you feel as like the skill I am best at is quite possibly the least valuable thing in the world right now. Especially because it is like a total product of my white privilege, and that's like fine. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with being born in the world you were born into, but it like, it has been useful in so many situations and helpful to so many people in so many situations. And now it is not, or at least it doesn't feel like it is. I think Bo knows that he's helping people uh, with what he's created here. And I think Bo probably knows that comedy is still helpful because, you know, he's like, call me up and I'll tell you a joke. It's like calling Simone Biles in the case of a fire. Like, what, what is she going to do? She's obviously still talented and her talent still has value. But like, you, you're putting yourself in situations that, that don't make sense. Uh, but but the, the, the complaint, of course, is that like the whole world's on fire, right? We need fire. Right. We don't need comedians. Right. And, and the whole like... Um, uh, like almost like not being able to take yourself seriously in a very serious mm. situation. That's yes. me. That's literally me. That like, is so me. Like like e- even when I'm having like a mental breakdown, even when I am like crying over like just being so stressed, I will still try to like and just subconsciously out loud, I'll make a joke while I'm still crying. Like <laughs> <laughs> like like e- like even um. <clears throat> Like, uh, like a few months ago, like, uh, my, my grandma, my grandma passed away. Um, and I, I was, I was still able to, to like, like make, not like make light of the situation, but I was still able to like make people laugh, like, um, like right. using stories from her. I was still able to, um, to kind of like, uh, like be silly at a very like sad time. Like I was able to, to kind of like, like brighten up the mood and everything like that. Like, um, even in like a very sad situation, like I was, I like, um, I, I, I know, I know when, when is a good time and when is not a good time to, to tell a joke. Um, uh, I had to grow into that one. I didn't always know that. <laughs> 
same route. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, let's let's power through these because we we do kind of need to head towards a wrap, and I know we could talk about this for for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. But we need to give Ethan something he can work with. Yeah. Uh, to get con to get content out on Thursday. Yes. Uh, uh, third song, FaceTime with my mom tonight. Uh I, I I love I love how how it starts off like 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 oh I'm gonna FaceTime with my mom and it's like okay I'm gonna waste my time fa- I'm gonna waste my time FaceTiming with my mom because it's just it's just the same stuff over and over like I don't get any any gratification out of this like she's like her glasses she's covering the, the camera with her thumb like all that like it's it's like it's str- it's stressful for him when she doesn't even know that it's stressful for him. I think I think what it comes down to is and I'll make this point quick is like we try really hard as people with like an eye for the artistic to make every time we're in front of a camera look good and feel good and be good and and our mom just does not care mm-hmm. and she, there's nothing you can do to make her care and FaceTime is this like frustrating thing where it's like I have myself framed in a great way I'm in front of great light I look awesome and my mom just got out of the shower doesn't even realize that she just got out of the shower like like she like just this. doesn't couldn't possibly care right she's she's holding the phone like this she's hello she, can you see oh, me <laughs> can you see me my father-in-law he holds it up to his ear and it's like <laughs> how could you possibly do this i'll make sure that like i have no double chin i i'll be checking my beard to make sure it's good like i think that's the commentary there any any additional thoughts um i that was a big crash right Oh, uh, something just fell in the kitchen. <laughs> I just heard a big crash. Um, uh, uh, I, how how the the whole the whole video was uh, was shot in a blue light, uh, almost like uh, uh, cold, like a cold, sad, um, lonely, and it's also like the color of most social medias. <laughs> right. Ooh, good. Good observation. Uh, how the world works. We could have done two hours on this song alone. <laughs> Sako! Sako deserves my... better. Sako deserves better. Sako's uh. spitting fire. He's he, uh. he's telling it how it is. The uh I'll tell you one thing. The my biggest takeaway from this whole special is uh let me let me find the line real quick. Read a book or something. I don't know. Just don't burden me with the responsibility of educating you. It's incredibly ins- exhausting. Why do you rich fucking white people insist on seeing every socio-political conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization? Is like like the the one it's not my job to teach you. Two, it's not about you. If you don't get it, that's fine. You don't you don't necessarily have to get it. Just don't get in my way. Right. My, not my way. I'm the rich white person in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Like don't get in the way. You don't like you being a better person doesn't make systemic racism tolerable. You know like you know what I'm saying? Right. I did promise we wouldn't get political on this show, but that's the line that got me the most. Yeah, and and how, how it it start it starts off at as like a Sesame Street song, and then and then it goes right. into like like real world shit, like real world stuff, um, and, and also Bo is literally the puppet master. Right. <laughs> well, it's definitely a commentary on like we teach our children this fantasy of the world because we're afraid they can't handle the truth. And most of us know the truth. Uh, and we all had to come to it somehow. Like we, mm-hmm. I, I must have learned this somewhere. Uh, I think Bo's opinions are don't 100% match mine on the, on the way the world works as Sako, but they're pretty freaking close. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Next song. Cause we, again, we're powering through. Yeah, white, white, white woman's Instagram. We already covered that. So next is unpaid intern. That that I think I feel like th- this is like the catchiest ditty of like the century. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I also love his like initial commentary on it. 
being like, yeah, this was like a blues song about, you know, like this labor situation and how we did this in the past. And now we've got this like awful, weird situation. When he started critiquing his own song, I was like, you are better at thinking about things than I am. Of course, you wrote it. So obviously, you know what it's about. But like the way you came to that conclusion blew my mind. (laughs) And also, also one thing that I love so much about the um, about his reaction to his reaction to his reaction is it's it's just the the picking apart of yourself where where you're you're noticing like every single thing like like oh am I balding it's like it's like oh it's a, it's a self defense mechanism like it's it's kind it's kind of stupid and all that where like um, like you put out something great the first and like but like the more you watch it the more you nitpick the more the more you feel like you're just sinking into this hole and I feel that a hundred percent. I'm like, yes. like, like, like I, I'm offended at just how much I relate to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that whole thing. The Bezos songs. Uh, I think we all hate Jeffrey Bezos, right? That's yeah. Like it's Did you it's anything? I did not. Uh, it's I mean it's 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 definitely parodying like uh like like the these these uh, these underground like like super like like undiscovered talents where where, where like um. Uh, like instead of like uh, it's just a small town girl living in a living in a lonely world, just a city boy and all that. Um, it's it, it's like basically basically from birth, like he had everything, and and now now he's literally the the richest man in the world, the, the richest man in the world. But he's also like he's not he's not the greatest person, and and he's and like I mean I never met him, I don't know him personally, but but based on on like. On him being the richest man in the world, it, it, it it's like it's like yay, you did it! You're my biggest idol. I want to be just like you, and it's so hard to actually get there. Um, and like it's it's just uh, it's just mocking the the idolizing of of these of these rich white people. It's right. uh, it's it's just it's just a, a play on. Uh, um, a, a play on glamorizing uh, billionaires and how how you can literally how you can literally solve all the world's problems with money, but these billionaires won't won't budge. Right, and the reason that the billionaires are idolized is the same as you know uh, the influencer culture, right? Like they succeeded because they are very good at making themselves likable. That's that's how they won. As Dale Carnegie, I mean, it's 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 be the puppy at the party. Uh, moving on, sexting. We had a pretty long discussion on that. I think we, yeah. we covered what we needed to cover there. Yeah, we there. talked about that. Look who's inside again. Uh, yeah, we I, we kind of talked about that. Talked um, about that problematic. We talked about mm-hmm. thirty. Uh, we talked 30, about thirty. I feel like we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, disc don't want to know. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, don't want to know. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that, that's the song after the intermission, which is uh, on on Apple Music is is us uh, it's like side B side 2 so it's it's the first yeah. song on, on on side B don't want to know it's uh it's oh, it's, I it's, love it's this one it's it's like it's like a perfect song about anxiety and and like like that that that, that fear of being judged it, it, it it's it's like do you like do you love it do you hate it actually wait don't tell me i don't want to know like <laughs> it's it's i think it's youtube comment sections is what he's getting at right here oh it's, yeah it's i want you to comment more than anything in the world cuz it'll help the algorithm and i i want your feedback but also i hate everything you say <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that being said yes. please comment on this video if you're watching on youtube please it'll really help the algorithm <laughs> Really help the algorithm. I could really especially use it. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, uh, next moving song. on to song shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole section is going to be censored. <laughs> 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 um, 
Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, like, when you go walking down the street and you're like, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. It's like, it's like, it, this song is saying how you actually feel. You feel like shit. Like, like, it's... It, it, it's saying what everyone what everyone wants to say, but never actually says. Yeah. And this was like, for me, this was three or four months into the pandemic where like, I haven't showered in nine days. Like that is 100% where I was, where it was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this to myself. I'm not even particularly depressed. I just can't change what I'm doing. That's where I was. Uh, all time low. Ooh. Uh, um, I have no nuance here. Please deliver a hot take. Uh, so, so th- th- this is, uh, it's, it's, it's who, it's, it's who he really is. Cause his real name is Robert. So it's, it's Robert speaking. And then, and so when, when he's talking about like when he's asleep, he feels fine. But then when he's awake, he gets this feeling in my body. Like, like he starts singing, he, he becomes Bo. He becomes the, the stage character, um, trying not to make it so hard, trying not to make it so serious, trying to be like, like, Hey, like, I feel like I'm dying inside, but Hey, here's a laugh. Like it's, uh, yes. like it's, it's just his, uh, his, his, uh, it's his internal monologue outwardly in his, in, in the Bo Burnham uh, stage character. And he's describing his like real life self as like a dream version as well. Mm-hmm. Not real life. Yeah. He's, he's describing his real life offstage persona through this like dream narrative. And the dream is supposed to be where he feels good. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also uh, re- real quick with, uh, um, uh, this this just popped in my head. This, this I, I think is like a super powerful part of the like the the very the very beginning of of uh, of the special and like right after content when when it shows him like, like testing out the camera and all that and then and it's zooming in on on the on the camera all the way into the lens. Um, right before that, like like uh, it it shows like like yeah his beard is getting a little bit longer so you can tell like like throughout uh, throughout quarantine like uh, like just how long how long it takes. The very last uh, frame, but right before the right before uh, the emit the video goes straight into the camera. It's a blink and you'll miss it moment where where Bo is like kind of looking off in the distance and he turns. He, he doesn't even he doesn't even make it all the way looking at the camera. It's he, like his hair is so long, his beard is so long. So it's like a little blip uh, of hi- of him uh, of like showing just how long this actually took to make because his hair was super short at the beginning and then it's literally blink and you'll miss it it's like boom like it's it's like almost foreshadowing uh like just how he'll look how how long the whole thing took yeah yeah i like i i uh video editor me is just like (laughs) it's like my tail's walking Uh, moving on from all time low, welcome to the internet. I feel like we've, we've had a decent amount of discussion there. Any final thoughts on that one? Um, I like, I, I love how, um, how it starts off like, welcome to the internet, have a look around, uh, anything your brain, anything that brain can think of can be found. Uh, like, uh, all, uh, all, all this like it starts off kind of, like like it kind of slow, but then then it keeps on getting faster and faster and faster and faster. Um, kind of playing off the uh, the attention span of the new generations. Um, mm-hmm. Also, also could be a metaphor for ADD. Talking about like see a man beheaded, get offended, see a shrink, tell show, send, show us pictures of your children, tell us every thought you think. 
uh, start a rumor brought by a broomer or send uh, by a broom or send a death death threat to a boomer, uh, or DM a, a girl and groom her. Uh, do a zoom or find a tumor in your. Here's a healthy breakfast breakfast option. You should kill your mom and like it's just all like all these different things like all at once. All these different things that you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> that you've experienced on 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 Twitter on on everything. <laughs> Like it's, it's all there. It's uh, it's so fast where where it's almost like you can't catch up because our attention span is so fast. The instant gratification, um, mm-hmm. and and also that the ending line of Obama said that said the immigrants to vaccinate your kids like like it's that's like the the fake news. It's it's like the false information. And then right. could I interest you in, in anything and everything all the time? Because the internet is literally. Anything and everything. It's open 24-7. Like, the internet is never closed unless your internet goes down or or, or website crashes. Also, the, the quote, apathy is a tragedy and boredom is a crime, that, that I'm getting that tattooed on me in, like, two weeks. Um, uh, apathy is is the the lack of emotion and like if if you if you have no emotion online like like you're like you're you're like that, that's 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 a that's a tragedy like like you're 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 dead uh like what you're dead yeah you're dead like you're you're boring but when you're boring like that that that's a crime on the internet like like you, like when you're on the internet when when you are uh if you are either on the internet like actually posting content or scrolling on the internet like surfing the web like and you are boring or you are bored it's a, it's almost like like how like how how can you be boring how how can you be bored um because there's literally ever there's everything over here like like if if the internet can't impress you then nothing can right right to jail <laughs> right to jail uh I also love Bo makes a very conscious effort and he's done this in a few songs that we we've talked about on his 2009 album, his self-titled album, Bo Burnham and does it again in uh, his Parks and Rec special where he does the pandering song. Uh, the 2009 album, he has a song called the perfect woman where he just describes like every love songs girl and how like, you know, all, all music is just pandering. What I love Bo about Bo, especially in Inside, is that he gets extremely specific. Like uh, in in uh, All Time Low, he tells himself to like describe how that feels, and he's like, "I'm going to tell you exactly how this feels, and it sucks, and this is what it feels like." And he continues to do this throughout all of his songs: is to be specific. Like if if something's bothering you, this is specifically what is bothering you. This is what I'm looking for. So I think that's fantastic. He calls out Jeffrey Bezos. He doesn't say billionaires are the problem. He says Jeffrey Bezos is the problem. Yep. <laughs> uh, he does it twice. I want to skip Bezos too. Want to go go straight into that funny feeling because that funny feeling is super interesting to me. Um, because one, I think the guitar, like being his only guitar song in the whole thing is awesome. Uh, two, I don't know. This is where he flips the script on exactly what I was just talking about. I don't know what the funny feeling is. Uh, like there's a lot of these things that are, I mean, it's, it's a funny feeling. It's like the Pepsi halftime show it sucks, right? <laughs> but it do, does it suck? Sometimes it's all right. Uh, uh, like an AK meditation app. Like that's, is that a bad thing? Or is it like- <laughs> This pretty real, colors <laughs> right is it this like thing that should be sort of crunchy and sort of away from your phone but now we've made it the best version of your phone like it's, uh, it's a lot of a lot of irony in the song yeah <clears throat> um uh. uh uh like um uh where's wait let me open up the lyrics because uh, there's a really 
really powerful lyric near the end. Um, uh, Robert Iker's face. That's good. Where is it? Okay, yeah. Carpool Karaoke, Steve Aoki, Logan Paul, a gift shop at the gun range, at the gun range, a mass shooting at the mall. Um, uh, like the the whole the whole irony of of there being like a gift shop at a gun range, like like um like it's like you're like you're you're shooting guns and like boom you're winning you're winning prizes but then when there's an actual shooting like it's like people are actually dying and right. and like and that 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 funny feeling is like that that feeling of dread but also that feeling like of like oh, again I don't care anymore yes uh, this is this is one oh, that I have a, I, have like, a f- I can't hear you oh I don't know why I keep how does this out. keep happening. Okay, I, I can hear you now. Okay, this is one. Okay. I have a friend who is uh, very into like sort of the underground music scene, uh, which is like a world that I can't even fathom. Uh, I like the songs that make me happy or sad, that make me feel what I need to feel. Okay, uh, but his his take on the whole album was like that. Funny feeling is going to be the one that goes forever, which is surprising to me because a lot of it is so pop culture. Uh, like even and, even <laughs> when it came out, I was like, Steve Aoki is is he still relevant? <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, uh, and, and also, move on to uh, the also, ending. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, re- real quick, with, with that funny feeling, like like they're like it's the only song that fades out. Is it really? It's the only song that fades out. Like uh, it's almost like uh, like teasing how like it could go on forever. Like e- even even all eyes on me. Like it has it has a very like sharp cut. Like a, just a like he just the music just stops. That funny feeling like it's because it's 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 a very acoustic song. It's uh there's, there's only one instrument. It's a very very serious and also kind of comedic song. It's, it's a very ironic song, but it's the only song that fades out. Like because. That, that that funny feeling just kind of fades away over time, and yeah. and that and and the, that that funny feeling like you could interpret that as anything like it's it's a very general term of like, uh like it's like it could be like feeling nervous it could be feeling dread it could be feeling excitement it could be feeling like like oh this is funny that like like uh. Uh, like just the irony, like it's it's that that funny feeling asterisk. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, all eyes on me. We we talked about, uh, and then the the goodbye song. Uh, I I uh, I I mentioned. I I, I think I, I talked about how it completely bookends and uh and and like retells the the whole the whole special within like three minutes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, in in the special, it it shows uh, it shows him uh, doing the very first singing singing the goodbye song first. Uh, it's 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 a it's an unfinished ending song. His hair is is neat and like it's short, and then it's and then it's like the last song that, that he sings it, and it fades to him having super long hair, just showing just how mm. long the whole thing took, and then. Uh, and the, and the very last song, which is the credit song, Any Day Now, like, uh, that, that is the, the new song that never ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll stop any day now, any day now, any day now, it'll stop any day now, any day now, any day now. Like, it, like, that feels like it'll just go on forever and ever. Yeah. Uh... And, and then, and then when it ends, you're like, oh man, it's over? I want to listen to it again. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Oh, like my... My my face hurts from talking about this. Well, let's let's wrap. Let's make it quick and easy. Um, give me just one minute. I'll let you rest your voice. I've got to get a listener score. 
Um, This takes me not zero time. Uh, let's <clears throat> also, another thought that I just thought of, um, the very first time you watch it, especially when you watch it blind, um, it feels all over the place. Because it is kind of all, it is all, all over the place. But the more it you is. watch it, the, the more you watch it, the more you understand that it is perfectly sequenced. Like, it, everything flows so perfectly into everything. Like... Uh, from from uh, one song to to like him just him him just sitting sitting in a room watching himself or from one song to him like going to sleep. Um, also, if you notice, the the only glimpse of the outside world we get is uh, is two two window shots. That's it. That, that that that's the closest we get to actually seeing outside. We get to hear the birds a few times. Yeah, good to hear the birds. Um, uh, yeah, hear the crickets. But like, we never, we never actually see the real outside. It's just like uh, the window shot and like and the blinds being open and closed. Like that's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, look who's inside again. Oh yeah, and uh, during uh, during the goodbye song at the very end, uh, in the in the special when uh, when the when the distorted voice, uh, well well looks look who's inside again. Like he's totally naked, like um and, and on a spotlight or like in being uh being lit by a spotlight, um which. I interpret as he's uh, basically being reborn, starting anew, like after his cru- after his quote unquote crucifixion from problematic. Like mm-hmm. he's he's he was so vulnerable throughout the whole special. He was uh, he exposed himself uh, throughout the whole special, and now he's exposing himself literally. Like just I mean obviously like not nothing is shown, but like he's like he's he's naked. He's naked in his house, be- still right. like being lit up by a spotlight. He's still in the spotlight, even when he is vulnerable. All right. I have a listener score. I have Metacritic. I have uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience. I am curious, your score, zero out of 100 on Inside. I think I know your answer, though. Oh, I'd, like I'd say like 99.5. <laughs> well, we round. So that's going to be 100. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100. Uh, I... I I know what these scores are. I know that this is probably going to be very close to the top. I absolutely loved this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it too. Perfect hundo. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, the bacon if and were, egg score. Go ahead. If I were to dock one point down to 99, I would I would only say because I wish it didn't end. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not going to give you that. No, you yeah. don't get that. <laughs> yeah, so 100%. Like is, is, it, is this, is this the, the first uh, bacon and eggs perfect score? No, it's a wonderful life. Had hundreds from both of us, okay. uh, which I think is fair, right? That's a yeah. freaking classic. Uh, but I will say this: I gave it a hundred. You gave it a hundred. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a ninety-seven. Metacritic's ninety-eight. Really matters here. Uh, listeners gave it a ninety-four point four six, which rounds down to a ninety-four. And Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a ninety-four, which gives it a bacon and egg score of ninety-seven point six five, which rounds up to a ninety-eight. It does beat It's a Wonderful Life. It becomes our number one movie this year. Yes! It's 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 all it's also the um it's also the the, the perfect human body temperature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. 
In, in some that ways, it's officially the best movie of all time. <laughs> it's, it's according to Big Axe. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, uh, folks. <laughs> so that puts it, number one is Bo Burnham inside. Number two is It's a Wonderful Life. Number three is In the Heights. Number four is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Number five is Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Then The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Lord of the Rings The Two Towers, Tombstone, Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the Ring, and then Jojo Rabbit. That's our top 10 right there. Uh, there's a lot of people who put a lot of work into this show. I want to thank Ethan so much for making it sound beautiful and sound good. I want to thank Vaishant for making us look good. I want to thank uh, Andrew for making us have music. Uh, if you like this show, if you like Danny, links to everything she does are in the description of the podcast. You're not going to listen to me say it out loud anyway. You're going to click it there. Uh, thank you, Danny, for joining me. And this is a super fun episode. Ethan, I'm super sorry it's so long, but we just kept talking. And I feel like you're going to be mad at me that we made it into number one. But that's okay. Because, it. I mean, like, listen, man, I, there's just nothing I could do about it. I tried. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs. We're a proud production of WBNA. If you want to listen to other shows like this one, but not quite exactly the same, there's a link in the description to WBNA.org. That's our podcast network. You can listen to a show like Curly Critics. There's a preview for them right here. Hi, I'm Curly, and she's Critic, and we're the... No, wait. Our introduction goes like this. I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and we review pop culture every week. Check us out as we review New Girl... The Narnia movies. And coming very soon, Harry Potter. New episodes out every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts or on WBNE.org. And don't forget, beavers aren't real. Uh, Danny, thank you again. Uh, thank thank you so much for having me again. Th- thank, you, thank you for allowing me to gush for like, what, two hours? <laughs> oh my gosh. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. We should do this every week. Yeah. Uh, until next Monday when we do Loki episode three, uh, Arrivederci. And as Bo Burham says it, bye.